This is The M Word, a Studio 52 production, hosted by Ben Earl. Episode 12 of The M Word. Yes, here we are, episode 12. We've had a temporary break for a week or so from The M Word, purely because we have had a lot of stuff that's been going on at Studio 52, of which I'm going to talk about today. That's what we're going to talk about, some behind-the-scenes stuff uh, about what we've been up to. It's been a very crazy couple of months, and so I'm going to kind of break down a bit of that for you. Uh, by the way, before we begin, I know you'll be able to hear bird song in the background like this is coming to you from an aviary, but it's because I'm sitting right next to an open window, because it is boiling hot. It is... Let me have a look at what the temperature is. It is... Let me have a look. It is... 23 degrees! There we go. That's hot. Um, so, normally, where I have like a soundproofed uh, asp- area uh, in my office, um, I can broadcast quite easily with a sound, gorgeous sound, uh, you know, closed off, all that kind of madness. But um, I don't want to swelter and die like a dog in a hot car. So, I have opened up the window so that I can breathe. So, you might even hear a lawnmower at some stage. I have no idea what's going to happen, but we're going to roll with it because um, this is real. This is it. Uh, yes, so what are we going to talk about? Um, good to see you all again, or hear you all again, or whatever, or in fact not. Um, it's, uh, I'm not, can I? I can't hear you, or see you, or anything. Maybe it's good for you to hear from me again. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. By the way, I've just had a large coffee and some bourbons. Mm. So I am buzzing. Right, so let's get, let's get on with it. What we're going to talk about today, um, is really one thing, uh, and that is the Studio 52 live process that has gone on for basically two months um, and it's one of the most um, exciting, interesting, challenging, uh, frustrating, tiring um, things I've ever been involved in and also one of the things I'm the most proud of being a part of uh, and uh, for those of you that, that, that don't know, we basically did here at Studio 52, we did 52 days straight, uh, broadcasting every single night on Instagram, ending with a 24-hour mega show um, uh, in which we had um, over 100 hours of broadcast in that time. And it's been quite a profound event for me. It's changed a lot about the way in which I think about the community, think about my place in it, um, think about what's possible. It's, you know, some quite profound shifts have happened and it it was quite meaningful to a lot of people. But I thought what we would try and do is kind of give a bit of a breakdown of some of the stuff that, that happened behind the scenes, like why we were doing it and what we hoped would happen and uh, where we hope to take it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Like I said, you can do so to the accompaniment of birds. Now, I would like to name those birds. Maybe I could say they're chaffinches or pigeons, maybe. But uh, I know nothing about birds. So they are just birds. <laughs> There's someone on here who goes, well, did you know that is actually the call of the lesser lesser spotted swallow? Can you not hear it? I don't know. I just hear annoying birds. <laughs> right. Um, so here we go. So. The first thing is, yes, we, we, we did 52 days straight, but why did we start? Now, now we started doing these broadcasts um, on the 18th of March, and this was three days before the lockdown hit in the UK. 
before it became a thing over here where there were murmurings of it we, we, we people were talking about it might happen but there was this general sense in the air of people being very isolated uh, a bit scared a bit anxious uncertain nervous and so basically i thought well why don't we just go online onto something like instagram where it's completely free there's no paywall you don't even need to follow us you can just go on and we'll just put together some talks between myself and some other people that you otherwise wouldn't normally see and maybe in that process we can instead of doing a show or whatever we can we can have a bit of realism a bit of normalcy but also distract people from aspects of that possible worry that was really the plan early on. I mean, always in the back of my head, or our, our head as a team really, was was the idea of doing 52. But we we didn't really know. It was kind of like a dream. I mean, you know, that, that's a, it's a, a possible thing, but it probably wouldn't happen. You know, we, we thought, well, it probably wouldn't be that successful, or there might be some real practical issues as to delivering it, or who knows. But um, so we, we that's what we started to, to do. Um and you also have to remember there's another reason why we chose to use Instagram. I mean, I have always felt that one of the problems with magic is the way in which it gets presented on some platforms. People like to say that, you know, the way in which magic is on, on Instagram, people just showing moves. And, you know, it, all it does is condition people to look at moves and it to become this visual uh, consumption of magic. It, it changes how people think about magic and it's not great. But I don't really think that's a problem with Instagram. I just think you know, Instagram is just a tool, and that's just how people tend to use it. And and so we decided that we would put on conversations. We'd have a completely different tool or, or, or different use of that tool, and we would have these open conversations live, happening live. So there was no record, there was no edit, nothing. Uh, it was happening no matter what. And, I mean, I've actually used Instagram in a different way in the past by doing that. I put micro essays on my page, which was a way to design to get people to read books on theory on Instagram. Um, without kind of openly stating it, the point is to show that a lot of the time people criticize things like YouTube or Instagram or any of these things. Um, but, but often it's just the way in which they're being used. And so part of our plan was to be able to show that it's, you know, how you use a tool. Um, that can be interesting. So that's what we decided to do. We thought we'd do that. It, it means that anyone can get access anywhere in the world. All they have to be able to do is download Instagram and that's it. And they don't even need to follow us. That's it. And they can watch an hour or two hours of anything that could happen in a live between myself and someone else you're not used to seeing. And that was really the plan. And <clears throat> we thought if we can do that, now we can we can bring people together and we can create the sense of a live event when there is this social isolation when people are physically unable to gather and meet up we'll try and create this live sense of a community and if we can do that then maybe that might have some meaning to people it might alleviate um, some tension it might um, bring people together and that's what we did and we it just kind of kept on spiraling and you know we're doing every single night and all of a sudden it was three nights then four nights then eight nights then 12 nights and 16 nights and the the more we were doing i suddenly started thinking you know what i think we are going to get to 52 and so we held off announcing that we were going to try and do 52 for the longest time just in case there was some problem we didn't want to announce earlier on that we were going to do 52 and then I don't know, maybe I got sick or there was some other reason why it couldn't happen. So we tried to kind of delay it for as long as possible. Meanwhile, 
you know, it's just this, this brilliant thing. All people are coming in, a huge amount of um, positivity from people and some great names in our industry giving up their time to come on and talk. And it was a really, really a beautiful thing to have happened. And like I said, something I'm very proud to be a part of. But also there's some other stuff I think that was that was going on in that process that I think is the reason why it connected with so many people. It wasn't just about having interviews. That's not what it was. There were some other things that were going on in that in 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 that process where I think it created a much bigger sense of community. And this was by design. We we wanted to have at least four nights where we had uh, maybe it was four maybe five but at least four nights where we had conversations not interviews conversations with well-established people that you wouldn't expect to see and and in having that conversation we could find ways to give them permission to be themselves make them comfortable uh, allow them to be honest and vulnerable if they want create a space where more honesty would come through as opposed to the kind of the the show the showmanship the bravado the ego the the presentation that you're normally used to seeing from um, not just these people but everyone in magic and the idea was to try and break that down and show how we are just people and we can just have normal conversations and so there was a credible amount of energy and attention that went into how we can elicit that from people and how we can create something authentic something real where there was no contrivance and there was no sense of of that. I mean, sometimes it had to become more of an interview because um, certain guests were a bit more reluctant than others to to be vulnerable. Um, but it's fine. Everyone in the end basically uh, basically went went along with it. As soon as they could trust me talking to them, uh, it meant that we could go to a space that was more interesting, um, and that was amazing. And to to do that with the biggest and best names in magic was very very humbling. Um, but there were also two other major things that were incredibly important to me, which we didn't break once in those 52 days, which is I had one night where just myself and Danny Buckler were talking. And the reason for that was because you got to see a social event that was outside of me just talking to friends and peers and colleagues in the magic industry, but someone who truly is a close friend, and you got to see a purely social thing happening. So Danny and I would be taking the piss out of each other, bantering, you know, having all kinds of interactions that we would normally have, going off uh, off script, you know, not going necessarily talking about magic, talking about all kinds of stuff. So it allowed people to basically look at and be reminded of a much more real interaction, maybe the type of interactions that they have with friends of theirs, uh, outside of magic and so that was a really important night and we had quite a few people say you know um you know that, that they they really responded to that night and they didn't know why because they they were really interested in listening to all the magicians and they thought that well why would i be interested on the friday you're not even doing magic although danny and i did talk about magic and do magic stuff but i i think the reason that people were very interested in that was because it was obviously obvious that him and i were uh, close friends and that we were having a real authentic chat um and so that was a really important part of that process the other the other really important night was the sunday nights and the sunday nights were where i got normal people to come on and i called it a three minute challenge just purely to give someone some time to come on and they could show something talk about something do whatever but it gave us a chance to meet new people new faces people got to talk in front of people feel the nervousness of being in front of front of a crowd when they came on 
other people watching someone walk onto that stage it created that sense of that live environment whilst giving us chance to meet new faces and new people and show that people that aren't known um, you know youngsters amateurs all these other people are just as important in the grand scheme of things in the community as a well-known or established name and so it was giving equal space you know when you come onto an instagram live your face takes up the same amount of space in that box as someone with a big name and so it it was it was important to kind of also introduce that uh, element and those elements the conversations with well-established names the conversation between myself and danny and the conversations with you guys out there coming on uh, all the time was 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 beautiful and then in that process trying to encourage as much fun and as much distraction from the current events in the world as possible and trying to find as much authenticity as possible so I had to do that myself. I had to be willing to be vulnerable. I had to just say what I felt. I had to, um, you know, be self-deprecating or, or be willing to look stupid or any of those things. They were very, very important um, in order to kind of craft a real sense of authenticity, of realness, of vulnerability, um, something more honest and more meaningful. And, you know, it it, it really uh, has was a special thing to me. And all of a sudden I became addicted to doing it and I knew we were going to 52 come what may. I don't know when it was, maybe around, maybe it was around episode, uh, night 18, 19, 20 maybe, where I 100% knew no matter what I was doing 52, even if I got sick, because I just had to do it. And, um, you know, in the end we'd done over 100 hours a hundred hours of broadcast. Some nights we did three hours. I did three hours with Chris Kenner a couple of times, three hours with Danny. I think maybe Williamson another night we did three. I mean, we had some long, long talks um, with people and it's a lot of time. But also what people don't realise is what time goes in around just the broadcast. So every night, once the broadcast finished, there would be an hour debrief between myself and the team about maybe some tech issues or other ways of of um, improving elements of the lighting, or if, even if it's not a tech concern, it would be improving any any aspect of the experience, whether it was people coming in comments, whether it was trying to deal with trolls, whether it, was, it didn't really matter what it was. Like There's at least an hour debrief every night after the live, um, making sure that would happen, that we could improve it for the next night. And that happened every single night. Now, there was also two hours beforehand. Two hours beforehand was checking all the lights, all the tech, making sure that everything would work, there was no hiccups, and also making sure the guest was coming on. Because with time zone issues and all other kind of stuff, there were, there were always slight issues. Some people never used Instagram or didn't have Instagram accounts or hadn't done lives before. And so we would often have to like thing, film videos and send them a video of what to do and... So they were normally from about two hours before the live. We went live at 8 p.m. every single night. So from 6 p.m. every night, um, myself and Henry would be on the phone trying to sort stuff out. And so that was basically six, seven, eight. The live would do at least two hours and then an hour afterwards. So, man, it was like five or six hours every single night in order to, to put that together and treat it with the respect that I felt it deserved so that we could give people something meaningful. 
Um, and in that process, what well, I was also doing Skype sessions for people. And what I started advertising these early on and saying to people, like, if you comment on the, the video and put your name on it, then we can pick some names out. But we got so many names in the end that we just stopped saying it. And we were just picking people every week and Skyping them with no advertising. We weren't telling people that we were doing it. We were just selecting people and giving them free Skype sessions in that time period. And that was... Um, meaningful for us to, to 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 do that and it meant a lot to the individuals who experienced that and i don't know if it's a bit hippie but there's all it's the idea that if you can just create a tiny bit of happiness like sporadically in different parts of the world i mean maybe they might pay it forward to someone and it might help people generally just by doing that so we were trying to do that hit the community in one big way on instagram by having everyone coming in and creating this live event and then also trying to impact individuals lives uh, behind the scenes without really advertising it um you know and and then in that process we made um a video called community is everything which you can see on our on our uh, instagram tv page it was made by um darren here at studio 52 and it's a beautiful video i think which really does show the kind of tenderness at, at the heart of our community and the um the the connections and it, it and also after we finished the event after we finished the 52 lives the kind of video took on more meaning for me you know it became more emotional but anyway it's it was very interesting a huge amount of work um to to put it all together and it was just it was so much fun it was so much fun every single night i was looking forward to doing the live and some nights the, the a guest might not be able to turn up and we'd have a message saying that they weren't well or this had happened and then we'd have to frantically be trying to rebook guests and oh my gosh it was it was uh it was fun but it felt like it felt like something worth doing and um i i can't imagine you know doing anything i just can't imagine us not doing it. i mean i don't know how it, it just appeared from nowhere. It became this big thing. And originally it just started as something that we wanted just to be able to help some people and do something good. And then it became this thing. And then it started changing how I felt about the community and what I was doing. And it it, it transformed how I felt. It it certainly helped me through the last couple of months. Every It was like therapy. Every single night I had something to focus on, something to pay attention to, um, something to be respectful of. Um, and it gave me that focus and that it was it was something really important it made me realize that that's something that a lot of people need often is to focus on something um and sometimes that's tough especially at the moment where there's so much uncertainty so yeah that was it was a it was a true help um but also i also want to talk about the last week um the last week was very special to me because we couldn't have done the last week without doing the first week and we and 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 every single part in between but the last week was incredibly special to me we had david williamson steve forty david blaine and david copperfield those that that was the last four interview conversations before we did the mega show and you know t I kind of am a bit stunned that we managed to have that. I mean, Williamson um, and Forty, especially, and Blaine to some extent, have been heroes of mine since I was a kid. I mean, not so much Copperfield because he was kind of... I kind of missed him <clears throat> in in my kind of youth and growing up in magic. I kind of didn't really get into it. But the conversation I had with him was incredible, which I'll get onto in a minute. <clears throat> and 
It was very inspiring, actually. But that last week was really special to me because I got to talk, you know, with David Williamson, who has just showed so much heart and, and is so effortless in what he does. And is so giving and is so talented and respected. Uh, I mean, I know I'm always saying Dave is the best, uh, but, but he is. And... Uh, and it's, it's uh, you know, I'm proud and humbled and um, honoured to be able to call him a friend. But I'm still like a little fanboy every single time I speak to him. Every single time I interact with him. Even on text message or in person. It doesn't matter. I'm still like this crazy fan of like, oh my god, I'm speaking to David Williamson. Oh my god. Because he, he, I remember watching him do stuff when I was young and just being in awe. And to be able to sit there at the end of this 52-day process in the last few days, have these caliber people come on and connect with people um, was was truly special to me. I was so humbled to, to be having those conversations um, that it, 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 it became profoundly special to me. And, and like I said, Williamson is just he's so gifted, so talented and um, so giving that it it was really inspirational to sit there and think, man, I hope that in some way, you know, I can be like that when, when I get older. And if, uh, and I hope that more people can be encouraged to be that way and see magic in that way. Uh, it was very special. And then, then for us to have Steve Forty on, I mean, to me, it was just, I can't believe that that managed to happen. It's, it's you know, <laughs> I think a lot of people were a bit shocked that that happened because they're thinking, well, how the hell did you manage to get Steve to come on to Instagram? You know, he won't go anywhere and do any of those things like that. And yet somehow he's on an Instagram live. How is that possible? Well, um, you know, I can't I can't say that <laughs> many people sent me that message, even friends of his, people close, you know. Um, but I, I, I don't exactly know. All I know is, I mean, I've I've corresponded with Steve many times over the years and we've met up and um, he's always been, he's been very generous to me with his knowledge and time and um, he's he's a really generous giving extremely talented an authentic person and I think maybe it came down to the fact that I'd always been very honest with him um and very open and with no bullshit or bravado and I just said to him what it was it was just going to be a, a very special conversation and could go wherever you wanted it to and um it was you know these these things were live events they weren't recorded they were just live events uh, it's unfortunate a lot of people have screen recorded these things and then tried to post them, which is, I think people don't realise that they're missing the point. The point is to make these become story. The point isn't to have them, which I'll, I'll get onto that in a minute. But anyway. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so to have Steve on there, who's again another hero of mine since I was a kid, was just so humbling. You know, and everyone in the comments, everyone's really happy and like, oh my God, Steve's on here. Let's ask him this. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm just one of you right now. <laughs> um, and to be able to sit there and and you know hear the wisdom that comes out of him, and you know he recalibrated a lot for me in terms of what was possible with handling cards, especially on the table. And you know, it was just to be able to sit there and talk to him and share that space with him. Um, was very very special and 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 it was special he's that's something that just doesn't happen and i was very much caught up in the moment in that last week thinking 
this is actually really special. We've done 52 days in a row, every single night, all these people coming in, huge amounts of positivity, huge amounts of love. And I'm sitting here and I just talked to David Williamson. And now I'm talking to Steve Forty. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, you know, I've got Blaine tomorrow. <laughs> and then Copperfield. How did this happen? You know, it became really, really special. And I, I was very aware of trying to be present and absorb so much of the information. Not to forget it, but to really be a part of it and be present with it. And it was just so humbling and so amazing. And then, like I said, the next night we had Blaine on, who again was another hero of mine since I was a kid. And, um, you know, to him, when he was talking about the idea that the idea is king, you know, that he, he gets taken by an idea and that's what he pursues. And to hear him talking about it in that way was, was really interesting, the power that comes from that. And so, you know, already in those last three days, I'd had some amazing chats with he literal heroes, gods of mine since I was a kid. You know, the only, probably, one of the only other people I would have put in that list at that calibre uh, would have been Ricky Jay. Um, unfortunately, you know, Ricky Jay passed away. Um, and it wasn't possible, but he's, apart from that, I mean, at that calibre, at that level, you know, these are basically the biggest heroes of mine in Magic, and I'm sitting there talking to them and sharing this moment with people and being honest with them and having that shared with everyone. And it just, it felt, it felt like something... That it, that it had taken 50, oh, 49 days, whatever it was at that point, 48 days to lead up to this point where we really truly created this special thing. And I'm not just saying it was about the names at the end, the whole process and, and being there for the whole time was special, but that end part couldn't have happened without the rest. And um, that bit was was kind of a treat for me. That, um, you know, that, that was uh, a way, because I was getting tired by that point. You know, after that, you know, two months and, you know, it was quite a burden on the family and the rest of the Studio 52 team. And, you know, it was tough, especially in this time of worry. And so at that point, it just felt like a little reward for me. No one else knew that, but I'm sitting there just talking to my heroes. And um, that was really quite humbling and amazing. And so, yeah, and then then to end, the, the, the final conversation was with Copperfield. And that really wasn't what I expected. It was, I expected Copperfield to be more on, you know, be the showman a bit more saying things that were you know, maybe uh, what you'd expect to be said and forcing it into more of a conversation. It's what I expected it to be, purely because of the, you know, the, the fame and um, who he is and all that stuff. But it wasn't that at all. He, he was one of the most open and honest and real conversations I'd had with someone that truly understands what they're doing. And regardless of whether or not you like stage magic or like Copperfield's work or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. What's really interesting was the stuff behind the scenes, you know, his his work ethic, his idea of trying to make everything just that bit better every single time, asking why about everything. And it, just the relentless work ethic, what I think was deeply and profoundly inspiring. And, you know, he's also, you know, was asking me questions. Why do you do this? Why? He wants to know why. He's constantly trying to go under the surface and think and learn. But he's also incredibly present and understands what, what he's saying at all times. He's not going to get carried away in the conversation. He's not going to... So it was just, it was masterful to watch him in that space. And so I learned a lot in that last week, and I I felt that um, it was yeah it was a really special thing. So yeah, 
I'm, I'm sure I'll probably talk about this at another stage or elements of this will end up coming up because, I mean, there's so many conversations that I had through this process. The conversation with Bill Malone, you know, Chad Long, Tony Chat, so many people, so many names. Like, you know, I'm going to end up forgetting them all. Um, in fact, let me, you know what? Here we go. I should do this, shouldn't I? Let me, I should just, oh, I'm not going to be able to find it now, am I? I'm not going to be able to find it. I can't because I'm away from my phone, but it doesn't matter. So off the top of my head, let's go this. So let's just try to think of some cool. Yeah, Kenner, Chris Kenner. Amazing chats with Chris Kenner, right? Just uh, Williamson, obviously. Williamson and Kenner both came on multiple times. Amazing stuff. Tony Chang, uh, who else? Uh, Homer Leewag, incredible conversation with Homer about lighting and controlling light and all this other kind of stuff. John Archer, uh, Guy Hollingworth, Dynamo came on, Doug McKenzie. Um, and then, yeah, well, Paul V. Hill, Ricky Smith. I'm trying. I'm going. No, I'm missing people out. Chad Long, Caleb Morelli. Oh, who else? Lots of people. Daniel Madison. You know, there's so many, many names of people that came on in this whole process. I'm sorry if anyone's listening. I know I've forgotten literally uh, 30 people because uh, we. I think we had 52 unique guests on, and that's by accident. Think about that. How weird's that? Spooky. A spooky coincidence. Um, but yes, 52 people, 52 unique guests, and that was by pure accident. Um, so that uh, that was that. And then, obviously, th at the end of that process, we then went into the 24-hour mega show, <laughs> which is a mega show, which, oh, by the way, I know I could do, for those of you that didn't come to this mega show, was this. Here we go. This, it was this. Uh, no, no. This is Studio 52. Bum, 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 bum. That is a Studio 52 mega show thing. Now, these are basically some... This is music that um, Darren made. This is a, a head of um, visual content at Studio 52, although he's also a whiz with music. Um, made loads of songs, including this. Oh, what's this? Oh, no, it's the wrong one. Ha, <laughs> ha! Yeah. Here we go. At Studio 52, there's many things we like to do. Now, the chorus of this, myself, I couldn't stop singing this for about a week. It's so good. Bladder's like a pearl. This is it. Listen to this chorus. It's so catchy. I love it. Anyway, the extremely talented Darren made these. And uh, now I can't work out how to turn this off. Nope, I can't work out how to turn this off now. <laughs> oh man, I just have to do that. Right. So, um, oh, and also Snackbox. Oh my God, I've got, I can't not do Snackbox. Here we go. Here we go. That is Snackbox. Um, so basically, uh, I was doing the lives and I had snacks and I put them in a box and I said, so here I have a snack box to get me through the lives. 
And then Darren sends me a message. It's about an hour into the live saying, by the way, I've made two more tracks for you and I've put them on uh, on the thing for you to play. They're both called Snackbox. And uh, yeah, and that became somewhat of a hit of the uh, live. So for those of you that don't know, yes, the 24 hour, we ended the 52 days. The 52nd show was a 24 hour um, constant live stream broadcast mega show. Um, 24 hours of me talking to people, seeing shows, lots of people coming on, and the whole thing was done for charity. It was done for Mind, of which you can still give. We're still taking donations for, which is just giving. Although by the time I've said this, it won't be. Or by the time in six months' time, it won't be. But anyway, uh, these were done for Mind, um, um, and yeah, it was great. And we're still. We're still taking those donations for that, which is great, which we're going to announce the um, total on that, I think, very soon when we close that, probably by by this Friday. But, yeah, it was amazing. We just had... I can't remember how many people came on the mega show. There was lots. 20, 30, 40? I don't, I don't even know. I have no idea at this point. But, you know, some amazing names that came on there as well. We had um, uh, people like uh, Chris Power. Kieran Lefevre came on and did uh, Bubble Act as well as some other... His, his um, regurgitation stuff, his internal contortionism. Um, Ekaterina was on. Bill Malone came back on again. It was amazing. Steve Cohen ran pink. Um, did Tony Chan come on again? I think he did. I, I mean, I lost the plot. It was 24 hours of broadcasting and it was difficult. Chris Korn, Franco Biscali. Uh, what else did we have on? Alex Pandrea. Um, Danny Buckler again was on Lee Warren Dynamo came back on Noel Britton Larry Fong loads and loads and loads of people came on which was amazing um, we also had on Yuri Geller Yuri Geller came on oh my god it was mental it was brilliant so I mean oh it was so perfect so not only did he tell me jokes which I loved and they were spoon based jokes spoon based humour Yuri Geller told me spoon jokes I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And boy, can that man talk about himself in a brilliant way. Um, the, the, he also introduced the biggest book I have ever seen. Uh, it looked like a comedy prop. It was, imagine getting every single Marlowe book ever published and then trying to cone bind, bind it or bound it, whatever it is. It was huge. It was ridiculous, this thing. Something to do with the CIA. Just, it was bonkers madness in Geller's perfect way but yeah Uri Geller was on is that great I was like I would say Uri Geller it's Uri isn't it Uri Geller was on and yeah utter bonkers I tell you what was also funny is that once he'd gone 10 minutes later I had uh, Mark Calabrese came on and a balloon popped in the background behind me I was thinking man if that had just happened 10 minutes earlier when Uri was on I would have believed a hundred percent because there was I look behind me there was nothing for that balloon to pop on it was just a balloon on the wall I put up basically in the background because it was um, VE day here on the 8th of May when we, we started the 24 hour mega show. And so I you know, put some balloons up for VE day, Victory Europe day, 75 days since World War Two, And I put that up in the background as well as kind of this kind of subtle celebration of this mega show. And like I said, this balloon popped. It wasn't near a candle, wasn't near a sharp object, nothing. And it wasn't overinflated. It just, it burst. Now it happened to burst 10 minutes after Geller was on. 10 minutes but if that happened while Geller was on and that it had gone bang and I turned around and like, what the heck was that and and he would have gone I know did you feel that Ben the energy I just I, I sent to you a positive and it I mean I, I maybe I would have believed shows you doesn't it shows you the power of those things I mean those things must happen a lot of the time he must be he must be a whiz at being able to take credit in a kind of very cool way with that stuff but he was brilliant I thank him so much for coming on and um 
yeah it was uh it was amazing um so yeah that was uh some of the behind the scenes stuff i've got a couple more bits i want to talk to you about but but yeah 52 days straight over 100 hours of broadcast at least three times that in terms of the work that went in uh ending with this 24-hour mega show for charity seeing some of the best names in the business trying to pull people together in this collective kind of event for the community um and it was you know as inspiring to me as it was helpful to others and and i really am truly proud of doing it i'm truly proud of the team for the work they put in i mean henry was up through the whole 24 hours helping me through that mega show and helping book almost every single part of the process darren constantly producing videos and stuff like that. it was just you know it was so much fun and so much help and i'm very very proud that all of that, that all of it happened and that a lot of you guys were were part of it you know i i feel like i don't just want that to be it i i feel like this has inspired me to do more and and also by the way there is one more thing the the we have done a bonus 53rd show and that's going on on um friday the 22nd um so if any of you guys hear this in the next couple of days, you'll know it's happening this Friday. But if any of you listen to this in the future, this is meaningless. But we are doing a 50, because there's, there's 52 cards in the deck, but there's also a Joker. So we decided to do a 53rd show, a bonus Joker show. And uh, that bonus show will basically be about uh, be me doing a lecture. So I'm going to do a lecture for free, the same place on Instagram. And um, <clears throat> for everyone that was part of that process can all come in and watch the lecture and Hopefully that's enjoyable, um, and yeah. So, but then after that, I have to think about what's next. I I really do. There was there was so much. I mean, we we've had hundreds of messages on email and DMs on on Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Hundreds of people expressing huge amounts of love. People not wanting it to end, um, and um. You know, just a huge amount of people saying that seeing people talk in this way felt different. And I think that I have to thank all the people that came on, you guys as well as um, the, the guests who allowed that sense of authenticity to appear. You know, allowed it to not just become a show, for it to, you know, to, not, you know, to become something artificial. I mean, that's also, by the way, something else. We were very conscious of trying to make it feel like a show, not just a, a live, just some slung together live. We really wanted it to make, make it feel bigger than that so it, it could really help people through that. Pro they're not just watching me on a live. They're watching the Studio 52 live show. And in order for us to do that, there was a number of things that we had to think very carefully about adapting. And and actually, I tell you what, I'm gonna. this is how I'm going to end because... <clears throat> Well, we're currently at nearly 14 minutes on this podcast now, but this is how I'm going to end the podcast. Um, I'm going to talk about how to connect aspects of that process into what we want to do next. So, like I said, I'm so humbled with what happened and I'm so proud and it's been amazing and it's genuinely been one of the most amazing things I've ever done. And I mean that. And I've done a lot of crazy things in magic and in my life, but they pale into insignificance next to that. I mean, when I ended the mega show, I was in tears, not able to push the button. I got super emotional. Now, yes, I'd been up for 24 hours and fueled by nothing but sugar. Um, although my wife did bring me chicken and hot sauce at one stage, and it did make me love her more. Um, they do say the way, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach or through his ribcage with a knife. But um, yes, so I got really emotional at the end. 
really emotional. I was very tearful and crying. I couldn't talk properly and I know I was tired, but it wasn't just that. It was because the genuine state of what had happened. I was so, so overwhelmed with the amount of people that had enjoyed this thing. And yet this thing had been free. This thing had been just entirely free. Huge amounts of time and effort from us had gone in. Like I said, 100 hours of just broadcast time, let alone all the time that went behind the scenes. And so I felt like I'd done something meaningful. But also in that process, I realized that it also developed. We also had to take a risk early on. We didn't know it would become that. And when we started, the tech set tech setup wasn't as good. The sound wasn't as good. The lighting wasn't as good. The process of how we were interacting wasn't as good. But we just kept working and kept improving. Very small increments you know, just very small changes over time, just a very small, consistent change. We, every single night, we tried to just make one thing better, just tiny. And we did that every single day. And by the end of that process, I felt that we had something that felt special, that felt like a thing. And it, it really, um, it really inspired me that, that it's worth it sometimes. I mean, I remember in the first two weeks, I think it was about 14 days in, when no one was really mentioning the show very much. Yet we've done two weeks straight. And and at that point, but I know everyone is doing lives and doing these things now, but no one did a single thing, right, for the first three weeks, basically, of us doing these lives. We had to do lives for two and a half to three weeks. And we were hoping we were going to encourage more people to start doing these lives like we were doing. No one did anything for two and a half to three weeks. Now, that that was a long time. It's only really been in the last two to three weeks that people have started doing all these things. But the first two to three weeks, no one was doing anything. And I was really saying anything to us, and it was a bit um, demotivating. But we just decided, no, you know what? We believe in what we're doing. We're going to carry on doing it because it's not about people sh showing us that, that they like it. We we feel that what we're doing is right. And it, it paid off, and I think that it really kind of um, made me start to believe in that um, incremental change process. I know it makes sense, but it, it, it's different. Someone saying something to you and you doing it and having that incremental change and focusing on it and forcing yourself to go through it and making those changes and having a team around you of people that are willing to help you do that. You know, it's really special. Huge amounts of support and positivity. It's just, it really made me have to start looking at what's truly important and how we can grow and find value in places where perhaps we've taken it for granted. I think so much of what we've done in magic has been controlled by the commercial aspect of magic. It's been controlled by what products are being released by magic shops. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. But to have that as really being the only thing that exists and everything else is kind of left by the wayside and just allowed to kind of just fizzle out, I don't think is useful. And, and I think that this process showed me that it's worth trying to pursue bigger and better things. And I feel that my feeling is that there are, there are many more possibilities out there. You know, many more. Uh, we, just be have, have to, uh, we just have to be willing to find them. I'm willing to put the effort in to find them when maybe it's challenging, when maybe we're not getting the rewards that we want, when it's difficult and we're tired and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard. Well, maybe if we keep going and we believe in a process, we can create something special. And that really now is one of the, the driving influences of what uh, I want to do personally and what uh, we want to do at Studio 52. And I don't have all of the answers yet. I have lots of ideas, I have lots of 
half ideas. But if I look back at this process and look how we started with this Studio 52 Live and, and compare it to how we finished, I can see the evolution. And so I, I feel the same way. I don't need the final idea. I just need to know that I'm going in the right direction. And there's a lot of stuff that I want to do like that. And I, I think that we can create something really special and really meaningful um, that currently doesn't exist in our industry. Um, and it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort. I'm not sure how, how we're going to get there, but I'm telling you now that is that it's going to happen. And um, it's, it's what I'm focused on. And, you know, if just a few of you join in, if a few of you come along for the ride with us, then, you know, that's just going to make it all that more special. Um, but yes, until then, look, I, I know today's been somewhat of a kind of a strange, I've been less kind of silly today, more talking about uh, this Studio 52 live process. But, you know, I, I had to talk about some of the, the details behind the scenes. There's probably a load more that's going to occur to me and it will, will come out over the next few weeks. But yeah, I just want to give you a bit of background on that and why we did it and and. Um, where it came from and hopefully where where this is going next and believe me this this wasn't a blip on the radar this felt like a beta test for us it felt like um a um a very uh, an experiment to see what was possible and uh, we have all been very very pleasantly surprised um and reassured that there that, that this type of thing is desirable and, and wanted by the community so but yeah, that's it. Um, I am going to somehow sign this off by just saying goodbye and we will speak again soon. Sorry it's been so long since the last, po last uh, podcast, but we have been very, very busy. But uh, yes, the next one will be out next week. Um, yes, boom. See you at the Joker Show. Bye. Whoops. <laughs> this is still recording. Oh dear. Oh no. It's still recording. Why can't I turn it off? Oh, man. Uh, why can't I turn this off? Why can't I turn this off? It won't turn off. Why won't it turn off? This was a Studio 52 production. For more information, visit studio52magic.com or find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Studio 52 Magic.